Good morning, and this is the Sacred Heart Hour on First Friday on July 5th, and want to welcome you. We're excited with our programs this morning. First session, we're going to be joined by Mary Ann and Mike Houghton, and the second session, Emily Jaminette. Uh, but first, let's open in prayer, and my co-host today is my wife, Joanne, and Father Stosh is missing again. But he's feeling better. But he's feeling better. So please open us in prayer, Joanne. Love to. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them for all the intentions of your sacred heart, the salvation of souls, reparation for sin, and the reunion of all Christians. I offer them for the intentions of our bishops and of all apostles of prayer, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. Amen. Okay, Joanne, you want to share a little bit about freedom and you independence? Know, I do, because I think many of us might be a little tired this morning as we're having maybe a cup of coffee and hopefully listening to the Sacred Heart Hour because we were celebrating freedom yesterday and fireworks. And I know Chuck and I visited with old friends and new friends and family and just had a wonderful day. But sometimes I think we can think about what really is freedom. And on this show, Sacred Heart Hour, we give you good news of what true freedom is. And I, there's a paragraph as we come to your home to witness your enthronement that really captures, I think, and really inspires and refocuses us on what freedom is. And I'd like to read it to you briefly. And what Jesus says is, I want to save you and your family from the evil forces working to destroy you and your family, to liberate parents and children from the slavery of sin and shackles of fear, depression, and worry. I am ready to release in your home the power of my spirit, the healer, the consoler, the sanctifier, the teacher. But my people, I will not force my way into your hearts or your home. I want to be invited. I'm waiting to hear from you. You know, and I think that really leads into our program uh, this morning and really talking about why and what and how this enthronement, why it's so important today, what it's really all about, and how can you... Just be open to the Holy Spirit to open up your homes to allow Jesus, who is the one that wants to have his heart exposed and honor in your home, to be invited in your home. And waiting to be invited. And he's knocking at the door. Knocking at the door. So if you've heard us before or if you're interested in more information or signing up for an enthronement, give us a call at 614-459-4820. 614-49-4820 or go on enthronements.com. And again, as we're following up from our June 28th Feast of the Sacred Heart, we know that the Bishop Brennan had a beautiful Mass at Sacred Heart Church that Friday evening, and it was really well attended. But today we also want to talk about um, what what is happening up at St. Vincent de Paul and Mount Vernon and St. Luke's. And so Mike and Mary Ann Houghton is joining us. So welcome. Thank you, Thank Chuck. Thank you, Chuck. Welcome. We're excited to have you here. And they're also part of the Blessed Sacrament Parish Enthronement Team uh, that we're allowing people to hear a little bit more about uh, the enthronement of the Sacred Heart in their homes and their families, and for them to have that opportunity. But first, in welcoming Mike and Marianne, why don't you just introduce yourselves and a little bit about your own enthronement. Thank you, Chuck. Uh, I'm Mike Rotten, as you said. Uh, 
we had our home enthroned in 19, I mean, in 2013. And you should know that because you and Joey <laughs> we were there. there. We were the privileged ones to witness that. Our, our uh, enthronement really started at a, at a preparation meeting uh, for the men's conference. And I heard you stand up and tell everybody, all the parish captains there that there would uh, be a little talk during the conference about Sacred Heart Enthronement. And that's the first time I'd ever heard of it. But Marianne and I were, were, I think, growing in our faith and growing in our relationship with Christ through that time. And when I heard you say the words, I was pretty sure that we wanted that, although we wanted to find out more about it. And so I was, you know, I made a track straight to you uh, after you sat down. And when I got home and explained it to Marianne, she was ready too. And I think it was just a matter of weeks after that that you and Joanne were. See, you said yes. Yeah, well, that to was, the Lord. That was easy for us, and it was a uh, it was a wonderful blessing, and it's a blessing that we, you know, continue mm-hmm. to share today. Well, you say it was a blessing, but at the same time, the reality of the home situation. We had my mother with Alzheimer's living in our home with us. We have a son who is an adult with Down syndrome living with us. So our home was far from perfect. Mm-hmm. Let's just say that we certainly needed Jesus and were open to him coming. And after the enthronement, was there a moment or event that occurred um, that was written on your heart to bring this devotion to other families and individuals and become a missionary team? I think uh, there wasn't a moment after the enthronement. I think we felt that way during the enthronement. That that was such a special time to us because, in a way, it was the first time that we had really brought a devotion to our home and to all of our family, and we felt the sense of the presence of Christ during that process, and it was something that we felt like we would love to share, and I think we actually talked about the possibility of that uh, during our enthronement, and it was it was a blessing at the time. And when we heard the prayers, we thought they were so beautiful. And then the promises for families who would open their homes to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. I had heard there were promises, but never really focused on what they were. And I just knew that, oh, any family would want this. And I got to thinking, this is wonderful. We have to tell others We can't just do this and say it's done. We have to go and tell others. When what's Marianne talking about there with the promises is our Lord appeared to St. Margaret Mary back in 1673 to 1675, and through that became known as the 12 promises that Jesus gave to St. Margaret Mary. And one of them was, I will give peace to their families. And the other one was that, of of the twelve, I will bless the homes in which the image of my sacred heart shall be exposed and honored. And all the graces necessary for their, for their state, state in life. life. Yes. So but, is that what really I think for you? Yes. That, the promises. That the the promise you just mentioned, the blessing the home uh where the image was exposed and honored, that was really that's always been my favorite one. Uh, as the, I don't know, the father and the husband of the home, uh, I always felt like it was a little bit my responsibility. And frankly, I mean, I think it's a responsibility that for many years I didn't take. And so to have the opportunity to bring the Sacred Heart into our home and then to start that uh, that devotion felt like I was fulfilling what I was supposed to do as the leader of the It's really home. a new beginning. It, it, it truly was for us. We, then, we, we never prayed together before that. We both prayed individually. We went to Mass, you know, all of our married life. prayed before meals. Which, by the mm-hmm. way, I have to say that uh, this year will be 50 years that we've been married. So oh, that's been well, a while congratulations. Wow, Thank wonderful. You. Thank you. But, but we did all of the things that we were supposed to do, but... Uh, in a in a real sense, I think that we knew the relationship with Christ individually, but 
had not brought that relationship into a shared thing until we brought the Sacred Heart in our home. And we carried through those prayers and continued to pray daily for our family. Uh, We've put all of our pictures of our family around our enthronement, around the pictures of uh, the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And so we're thinking of them the whole time that we pray. And about six months after the enthronement, we looked back and we could see some things that had happened that were really quite remarkable. Our our daughter had finished college, and she found her first teaching job. Hmm. And our son-in-law, a good man, had decided to enter RCIA. Hmm. Um, we had one son who was not attending church at all, and he sort of turned his life around, went back to church, and started uh, found a job and started supporting himself and really on the right track. So there were many blessings that we could see that, you know, six months, that's that's really great. <laughs> and and I, we went through a really difficult time in 2016 when our son Matt with Down syndrome almost died because of an illness. And uh, we were in the hospital in Texas. And all the Sacred Heart missionaries were praying for us. Father Daly was praying for us. We didn't know how it was going to turn out. But we knew that Jesus was with us, and we knew that we would be okay. And that's the confidence you get when you decide to open the door to Jesus. And you, Father Stosh, has said that when Jesus comes in, he said, Sometimes it's like rearranging furniture. It can look a little messy for a while, but there's a plan, and the plan is a good one. And that, you know, we also, it's not that you won't have trouble in your life because it is the cross. This world is the cross, the cross is the way to eternal life. But he says, you have new tools in your toolbox right. to deal with them. You and know, have and I, Jesus. And as Marianne and Mike are sharing a little bit about the Sacred Heart, again, if you're interested or uh, for more information or interested to sign up for an enthronement, give us a call at 614-459-4820 or go on enthronements.com. That website has a lot of information. It does. And it's a great resource, so feel free to go on. I think we're going to get into a little bit what they're doing at their parish now and how they're extending this whole ministry through two parishes and beyond. But again, people ask, what is an enthronement? The Sacred Heart Enthronement and Devotion is a request directly from Jesus himself. He told St. Margaret Mary of Alaco in 1673-1675 that he would bless each home where a picture of his Sacred Heart is exposed and honored. And I think we we understand this is not something that we've created a program here that yeah. uh, we're going to help family. This is directly from Jesus. And I know, Mike and Marianne, this has touched you that it's directly from Jesus. Yes, I think, uh, you know, you asked the question of, of what moment affected me. The reality is that moment has grown over the years. I mean, we've, we've been at this now for, I think, the better part of seven years and, and uh, or six years. And what started as a wonderful experience has really grown partly because of what we've learned. And we are convinced today that, you know, our times are difficult and that, Jesus, in his wisdom, uh, saved the Sacred Heart devotion for times just like ours, for our times. And you can almost see that building up when he started with St. Gertrude, and, his, and uh, he just asked her to write about about the experience and about his Sacred Heart. But then he came to Margaret Mary, as you said, and gave the promises and asked for a feast day and and to consecrate the world, and later to Faustina the divine mercy that flows from his sacred heart as an example of what that meant. And we are convinced that Jesus himself, as you said, Chuck, came to us and showed us this this love. He called his heart a fountain 
from which flowed love and even divine mercy. And we're convinced that he did that for difficult times that we're in so that our ability to visualize him and to visualize that love would be better through looking at the image of his sacred heart and realizing that he comes not, as Joanne said earlier in the, in the discussion, is not knocking the door down, not demanding mm-hmm. entry into our homes, but but just show, revealing his love from his sacred heart and asking us to accept that love and therefore accept him. And that just a wonderful way to think about the Sacred Hearted. Oh, you know, and I think as both of you have really been outstanding missionaries for our Lord in this, the thing that has touched me a little bit is just what you're doing at St. Vincent de Paul in Mount Vernon and St. Luke's in Danville and opening uh, up that opportunity for people to open their doors and maybe share a little bit of how this is helping to transform the parish up there or parishes and also opportunity for families today? Well, first first let me say that uh, as we talk about what we do, we feel like we're just following opportunities, and uh, those opportunities are opened by the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we've got Father Hammond who has been supportive of, of the effort. We are a consortium with St. Vincent's and St. Luke's. So we have, you know, Father Hammond is the pastor of both and and has encouraged that. And we just feel blessed to be a part of it. And we're, in a way, you might say that we're leading an effort, but the reality is that we're participating with an effort and we feel like that's being guided by the Holy Spirit. And that really started uh, in our parish after after Bishop Campbell had consecrated the diocese and there was some information about consecrating your parish, and we saw that. Went to Father Hammond, and he loved the idea, so he did the consecration, or or of both Saint Vincent's and Saint Luke's. Saint Luke's the following weekend. Yeah, uh, they were actually consecrated on Friday, and then we had information tables at all the masses on the weekend about home enthronement, so that people would have the opportunity to open their doors. And they signed up, and we had maybe 45 in our own parish and 15 or 20 in the other in St. Louis. It wasn't 45 at the beginning. Over the period of time. But but that was the beginning of it, and it really – it was a wonderful way to start it because we, at that time, then had a core, I think, within our parish. And a great deal, I think, of the enthronements within our parish has come from word of mouth from people who have been uh, had to, have been thrown their homes. But um, some of the, the things that we've done, we did talk to groups in our parish about home enthronements, such as the Knights of Columbus, the Cynical of Divine Mercy, the uh, different Bible study groups, the RCIA candidates, and we continue to do that. And that's how we keep the enthronements going is by word of mouth. Isn't it a great example, too, of the laity? That's so, you know, you really did not wait. You had the blessing of the priest. You were completely, you know, connected to him, but you also were taking the initiative. And I think there's such a great opportunity today. And Vatican II has really commissioned us, has really, you know, said, do it. (laughs) And a virtue of our baptism. But when you see some lay people like yourselves, it's inspiring for others. And thank you. It's really, the fruit is just tremendous. And talk about fruits, have you any stories about families you have enthroned or you've witnessed? Many stories, and each one is very special. And every home we go to is a blessing to us and increases our faith. And we can just see what it's going to do in their family. And I'll I give think you a Mike couple, has though. a couple. Uh, one that was really special. And as Marianne said, we looked at, through the list of people who've we didn't enthrone. They enthroned their homes, and we were blessed to be there with them as they did it. 
but there's a couple that stand out, or quite a few that stand out, but every single one of them we could think of. What, we will, what the we could say were. exactly the same yeah. thing. They're all special. But uh, one was uh, a family that was, or a, a couple who was are members of St. Luke Parish. And at the time that we were called and uh, invited to come help them with their enthronement, uh, the husband was in the last stages of cancer. And so they knew what their what was going to happen in the future, but they asked us to to come, and and so that was a really blessing, mm. real blessing at the time. But then uh, I I don't know what made me think of it, but we we brought a tape recorder for them to say their prayers together, and you know, like six months later, Ellen, the wonderful lady told me that she thinks of us every day when she's saying the rosary with her husband, even though oh, he's... Oh, beautiful. But but that led to uh, me sitting with him, who hmm. was under the care of hospice, while she went to adoration every week. Ultimately, he couldn't uh, take the host. Uh, so Father Hammond approved a process that we set up to... Uh, bring the precious blood to him for communion. And, you know, it was just a, it it was an enthronement that had a beginning and a special moment. Uh, And Father Bluebaugh came out for for the ceremony. But then it lasted for, you know, many months after that, and it just continued to be a blessing for us. Another experience that that I will mention is a a close friend who, who, his wife had passed away i think it was about a year and a half before his enthronement and as you as we went through the ceremony uh and as he said the prayers we could just see the sense of emotion that was in him and there were several times where he he truly choked up and at the end of the enthronement he said he just felt his wife's presence with him through the process this is about a family and and even though she's passed on, she's still part of him and his family. And it was, uh, he, he just felt her presence through the whole thing. And I, we were really touched with that. When we say the prayers in the enthronement ceremony where we pray for the relatives, both living and deceased, yeah. uh, that, that, you know, had really special meaning to him. And um, how many have, have you been able to witness enthronement between the two par- uh, parishes? We have uh, later today. We, I mean, we leave here and go to an enthronement, but uh, I, I think the total number is sixty-three. Sixty-three, mm, praise the Lord! And I oh. think just think of sixty-three families that have opened their door to Jesus Christ, and that's what the Sacred Heart is all about. It's His heart that's outside, and He can no longer contain His love. And I think between Joanne and I and Mike and Marianne and the other missionary teams, um, we come in and we bring everything. And that's always a question. Well, what do I need to do? Just open the door. And it's very typical that many families have not prayed together, that many families uh, have never prayed the rosary or prayed it together. And in the manual, Everything is written out clearly, all the instructions, all the prayers. Uh, we bring we bring rosaries, we bring the pictures, and we leave the pictures, beautiful images, framed and blessed by Father Sosh. So really, really what we're asking you to do is truly open the door and allow Jesus to come in. And, you know, it, this is not for the saints. <laughs> this is for the sinners. Right. This is for <laughs> this is for us, for everyone, it, because Jesus loves us so much. It is. And maybe in closing, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, you had a big weekend last week at a Blessed Sacrament. We did. And just share a little bit of how you got involved with Blessed Sacrament, working with Father Wilson. But, you know, Chuck, before that, I would like Marianne to share some of the reasons that people have given us why they won't open up their door. Well, people have many reasons, and they say things like, 
My home is a mess. My children are difficult or my children are too little. Uh, The family is not ready. Um, The spouse is not Catholic or I live alone. Any others? I think you've covered them. Well, there there are many. (laughs) These are the most common ones. It reminds me of the Mother Teresa prayer where she says, do it anyway. We say enthrone it. Anyway. Oh, that is perfect. Yeah. Yes. And, and I think, again, there are always going to be a barrier. Amen. We're too active with sports right now. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And I think the challenge from Mike and Marianne and from Joanne and I, as she said, uh, just enthrone your home and make it a priority. Jesus wants to come in. But let's just share a little bit about oh, what happened yes. at Blessed Sacrament and the oh, good yes. news. Well, I think that Father said as a response to all the scandals in the church, Father Wilson said this to his parishioners, we need to turn to Jesus. We need a Savior. And we started, or he started preparing his parish with a novena for nine first Fridays, starting in September, going through May, and then enthroning his parish in the month of June. He, uh, I was at a uh, holy hour for the men of the East, about two weeks before the enthronement, and I had no idea that they were doing that. And uh, Father Wilson announced that to the to the men of the East that he was doing the enthronement, and uh, it just popped into my mind. Boy, this would be a good time to do a little bit like what we did at St. Vincent's and and uh, St. Luke. And I asked him if he'd like to have a table, and he said he loved the idea. Call him tomorrow. <laughs> and it, <laughs> which was difficult because his schedule right now is uh, very, very difficult. But anyway, he, you know, we jumped on board and, and tried to help. And he actually invited me to even speak. And we were very much honored with that. But I have to also say that a greatest part of or a great part of this was the blessing of being able to be at all the masses on uh, Saturday and Sunday after the enthronement because he repeated what uh you know what they had done friday but this the way he described it in his homily this was not only a a wonderful opportunity as marianne said to to look to christ during troubled times but it was also in in a sense it was the ending of his ministry a blessed sacrament which was providential he did not realize that and, and when it began, that's right. right. He he described mm-hmm. this as providential uh, to me after everything was over, uh, even the meeting with me, because the uh, the whole thing he felt like was guided. But it it really was a culmination of his uh, shepherding of mm-hmm. Blessed Sacrament and a, a wonderful way to end that, as he described to to the parishioners there. And it was just a blessing for us to be a part of it. It was very powerful. And then at the after mass, you were there for people if they wanted to sign up. And we had 24 people sign cards and we expect more after that uh, to come in through the collection basket and phone numbers and cards. And we welcome that. It, It was also, I have to say, just a tremendous blessing to go somewhere where you don't know a lot of people and have people tell you about the, their enthronements and the blessings that they have gotten uh, at the, you know, from that experience. I think Marianne mentioned Evie and Tom Moore, who I told her she could do the talk instead of me, but I was afraid she didn't have time for everything she, you know, she wanted to describe in terms of the blessing. And there are other missionary teams with you. Yes, oh, definitely. Yes, we had other missionaries team there. And today, and, for, and now we have a project together to get all those enthronements done at Blessed Sacrament. But the uh, the enthronement ceremony on Friday itself was was a beautiful thing, and they had we had quite a few missionaries to come mm-hmm. really from all over the diocese to to that service, and so it was real. And hopefully, special. there will be uh, couples who come forward like you did and Chuck and I to um, say, I want to be a missionary, too. Yeah. Yes, that happened. So, yes. again, go on enthronements.com or give us a call. We're going to close in prayer. But first, oh, thank you. Thank you. Mike and Marianne Houghton for all you do for Jesus 
and for spreading a devotion that I would agree with Mike that is so relevant today. So we're going to go close in prayer to the Sacred Heart. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. O most holy heart of Jesus, fount of every blessing, I adore you, I love you, and with a lively sorrow for my sins, I offer you this poor heart of mine. Make me humble, patient, pure, and wholly obedient to your will. Grant, good Jesus, that I may live in you and for you. Protect me in the midst of danger. Comfort me in my afflictions. Give me health of body, assistance in my temporal needs, your blessings in all that I do, and the grace of a holy death. Amen. Amen. All too often, we pray too small. Lord, help me just to hang on today. Help me not crumble under the pressures of life. Is that all you think God is capable of? Friends, we don't have a God of just getting by. We have a God who promises life to the full. We don't have a God who sometimes helps his people out. We have a God who splits seas, conquers death, moves hearts, and makes heroes. What action in salvation history makes you think your God is small or incapable? Don't just ask God to help your marriage. Ask Him to help you sweep your wife off her feet again. Don't ask Him to help you stay strong under the pressures of life. Ask Him to make you a blazing light shining to everybody you meet. Don't just ask Him for a drop of water. Ask for rivers of living water to flow from within you to a thirsty world. Live meekly, but pray big. Our God is mighty, and we are His children. This is Chris Stefanik from reallifecatholic.com. Well, as a teenager, I didn't really see how relevant uh, religion was in my life. In my early 20s, I, I began to look at other faiths. Well, I, I understand as, as a Catholic that the things that I, were, I was given uh, at a very early age, those things never ended. They're still with me. That's what drew me back. Because the Catholic Church is, a, is worldwide, there are so many different types of people that come to the church And and it's a place where I feel accepted for who I am. I'm where God wants me to be. And and I feel like my life can be used for what He wants now. And when I came back, I said, Lord, you were waiting for me the whole time with your arms open wide. And I have come home. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. Good morning. My name is Chuck Wilson, joined by my wife, Joanne Wilson. Good morning. And um, on a great day, first Friday, uh, the Sacred Heart Hour, broadcasting live from St. Gabriel Radio. It's live, all right. AM 820, again, uh, Father Stosh, for the second (laughs) week in a row, is missing but he is doing better, yes, right, Joanne? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's doing better. Thank you better. for your prayers, Les. And he will be back uh, the first Friday. He better be back. Yeah, in August. <laughs> but in the meanwhile, we're going to open in prayer. And uh, and we have Emily Jaminette joining us this half hour. And again, uh, thanks to Mike and Marianne Houghton for sharing their journey oh, as missionaries wonderful. of the Sacred Heart. And they just have a beautiful family. So we'll open in prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Most kind Jesus, I humbly kneel at thy feet. We renew the consecration of our family, myself, to thy divine heart. Be thou, O King, forever. In thee we have full and entire confidence. May thy spirit penetrate our thoughts, our desires, our words, and our deeds. Bless our undertakings, share in our joys and our trials and in our labors. Grant us to know Thee better, to love Thee more, and to serve Thee without faltering. Amen. Amen. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. And we're going to welcome back Emily uh, from last week to this week. And um, I just wanted to maybe start Emily with you and. Uh, share a little bit about your five interviews nationally and locally on Catholic radio stations, uh, certainly this past week around the Feast of the Sacred Heart. How did it go and any fruits uh, from those interviews and any comments that people have emailed 
regarding maybe what this has meant to them on their journey enthroning their home or getting ready to enthrone their home and to I the think we Heart. also need to share that Emily is the director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network that's right thank you well good morning to everyone and um, it's just so wonderful to be here especially after the day we celebrate our independence I really think it's a moment to reflect on what Jesus offers us, and that's the gift of freedom. And um, I think the opportunity to for us to participate in the Feast of the Sacred Heart um, a week ago and now uh, First Friday, it's, it's all connected. It's all new beginning. It's all an opportunity for freedom. And those um, five— True inter- freedom. True freedom in Christ, exactly. And, and um, those five interviews— were very well received. Um, the number of views on all of our social media was very high. Um, visits to our website, enthronements.com, which you can receive, you know, and connect with the local missionary at enthronements.com. And for those outside the area, they can order a self enthronement kit. And I think that's something, um, people need to pause and consider, you know, who in my life do I need to bring Tell this? Tell us about that, Emily bring this to um, to other people. And um, I think the self-enthronement kit is an opportunity of hope for a family. It's an opportunity to say, what is the new beginning that our family needs to, um, to experience? And then, you know, we have an outreach program, welcomehisheart.com. And that's an outreach program to try to reach people who aren't really even familiar with enthronements. And both websites were um, multiple orders. I'm actually backlogged. Is, I think that's what we call it. What is your backlog? <laughs> oh my gosh. Me and um, all, the, hands I mean, on deck. all hands on deck. Assess, assess. But um, I think that's a great response. When you get an email that says, I need 500 prayer cards. You know, uh-huh. I need to share this with the people in my community. Do you have a Spanish PDF? You know, these are wonderful questions. How can I get this to... Um, you know, how can I get this to my pastor? How do we get our whole entire parish? It's exciting to be part of the new evangelization. And I think that as Catholics, we don't want to be overwhelmed. We want to, this is when we go deeper into our faith and we go deeper into our trust and see that we all have a place in the kingdom of, of promoting authentic Catholicism. And I, I, one of the things that's really struck me in this whole entire project for the last six months is looking at the statistics of where, you know, in some ways, where does the average Catholic sit in the pew? And um, it's if it's my work, not just at enthronements.com, but my work at, um, you know, being a Catholic speaker and author, you know, how do we motivate? How do we inspire those around us to keep the faith? And I, I think that's what the Sacred Heart does is it gives us that renewed heart. It can renew our home. And then it's meant to go forth and be passed on to others. So with all of this at enthronements.com, you know, we look at on average, and we'll say on average, 11% of Catholics go to mass every single week. 11%. 11%. And wow. I think that it's an opportunity to say, what is my job here as the laity? And that's what gets me excited about enthronement is we're not asking the priest to do an additional thing for us and come here. We, we don't have the resources, but we have a lot of fire in our belly and a lot mm-hmm. of people who are willing, just like our last testimony to, to go forth. So that's a, a brief overview. Um, the, the one thing we do do is all prayer requests. We pass along to the visitation convent in Toledo and they, you know, you can go ahead and email them yourselves. We pass those along as a way to connect those prayer intentions. We do get um, on our website and they don't sit there. They they go forth and are prayed by the sisters. And um, now they're connected with the sisters in Pare Lemonial, France. Yeah, it's the same particular order. Yes, that's so, Saint Margaret Mary. That was was part her, of. Yeah. Yes. And again, call in six one four four five nine four eight two zero locally. Sign up. And as Emily said, outside of the diocese where we don't have missionaries. Um, the national is all about the self enthronement kit, and she'll talk about that in a moment. But locally, we have missionaries. We have 40 teams. You just heard from Mike and Marianne Houghton. In their parish alone, 
St. Vincent de Paul and um, also uh, St. Luke's up in Danville and one at um, up in Mount Vernon. They've had over 65 uh, enthronements that they have witnessed. So we love it when the missionary can come out, but we also realize the need for those to outside of the diocese, particularly for your listeners out there, if you know of family members outside of Columbus, there is hope. So share a little bit about how that works, the self-enthronement kit. Sure. The self-enthronement kit is an opportunity for a family to experience a new beginning. So it still follows the same overall general format as where as the interaction with the missionary locally, except for it works on your family's schedule. And it's, um, you know, recommended a time of preparation. And like any great thing, we need to prepare. Um, I think for many of us, we've experienced, you know, a lot of hospitality over the, uh, the holiday weekend. And, and you prepare for guests to come to your home. You prepare for every major event in your life. And spiritually, it's an opportunity to prepare for, you know, this, this new beginning. And I think one of the, my favorite sayings from Father Mateo is that, may our home be a little Bethany. Oh, I love that. And I, I think it's an evaluation. Do, do people feel welcome here? Does Jesus have a place here in our home? And can we, you know, open our home up to the Lord? And that's really what we're doing. Um, now, interestingly, the, the testimonies of people that seek enthronement, a lot of times, they, they have an understanding that their family needs particular grace. If they're dealing with a teenagers, if they're dealing with, you know, a new marriage and an opportunity of just change um, or curiosity. So there's there's a longing in their heart. You know, the, the Lord put that in their heart. And with that, after that preparation phase, you know, you go into the enthronement um, opportunity. And one of the things on the national that we like to encourage is that they enthrone on a day they're going to mass. And and usually that's a Sunday, because when you look at those statistics that 11% of Catholics go every um, every week, you know, we really want to call them back into the sacramental life, back into consistently going to mass. And I think rooting the enthronement within that same day really builds that, um, you know, gently points to the two and how they complement. And having just received Jesus. Yes, no, I know for Joanne and I, a gift to be on the radio here in Sacred Heart Hour, uh, broadcast on St. Gabriel Radio, AM 820. Uh, but in order for us to come on, and I'm the convert, but we need Jesus. So we go to 630 Mass oh, before absolutely. we ever come on the radio because we realize we need graces. And if it was just Joanne Lots and I, it w- this would not happen. <laughs> But through Jesus, everything is possible. And Emily, what what is happening nationally? I know you had an article in the National Catholic Register. Yeah, I did. And um, I think what I'm seeing is that other people are also recognizing the importance of the Sacred Heart and the importance of this devotion, not only practiced in at mass or at church with their beautiful images, but also the impact it can have um, in the very own home. And that's something that, you know, the home is where the stings of the heart are, are more painful. You know, it's the place where the greater joy, but also the greater pain from, from those hurts, because these are the people we love. Mm -hmm. So enthronement is an opportunity for forgiveness. It's an opportunity for healing. It's an opportunity for hope. And um, I think about, you know, a lot of times initially after an enthronement, and I think a missionary would point to the same thing, they might say, well, nothing really changed here. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, we're the same people. We, we we keep hurting each other the same way. But I think what I love about enthronement is it's gentle and gradual. Our Lord reveals to us how we can change. And he also exposes maybe some of the areas that we continue to stumble upon in the context of living out our faith in our very own home. And that's really important to pause and to pray and say, you know, where are the areas that we can grow here? And maybe it's family prayer. Maybe it's turning off those screens and having more silence in the house. One of the testimonies was that we started to despise our television. We didn't like the sound of that constant noise when before it was our number one comfort. Mm -hmm. So thinking differently is these little aspirations, little inspirations from the Holy Spirit. You've often mentioned uh, one of the gifts also 
is how can we be more kind to others within our family? That kindness. I think Who is your neighbor? Yeah. You know, someone, mm-hmm. um, one of the things, having a large family, seven children, <laughs> 19 to three. Seven beautiful children. Thank you, mother. Um, <laughs> but we, we hurt each other. You know, there's a lot of who gets in the shower first. You left me no hot water, you know, and sometimes your neighbor is on the other side of your wall. <laughs> you literally, you know, can give a little tap and hear your neighbor. So I think it's important to be charitable to the people not only outside of your home and how often if the doorbell rings, you put a big smile on your face and you're just so warm and hospitable, but the people in, in the home you struggle the most with. So I think enthronement is an opportunity for healing, for forgiveness, for special graces for marriage. A lot of marriages have been strengthened and we've heard those testimonies, personal testimonies of people saying, my husband and I have been able to heal over a very difficult matter thanks to the enthronement. And, you know, as we talk about promises, our Lord appearing to St. Margaret Mary, uh, the thing in 1673 to 1675, and our Lord really has given us a tool, something that he says, this I want you to do. I want you to expose and honor And I think part of the issue, Emily, is once people expose, the question is, how can they better honor Jesus? Yeah, I think that um, for our listeners to understand, enthronement is rooted exactly in this promise. I will bless every place in which an image of my heart is exposed and honored. So enthronement is actually a particular ceremony, a moment in which the family decides Jesus is welcome here, and the image is placed um, in a place of honor, a place where the family interacts with that image on a regular basis. So the honoring is really best through prayer. It's best through coming in that silence. And, you know, we encourage our listeners to go before their image and to say their morning prayers to to, I like to say, tuck in each person you love in the heart of Jesus. If you're struggling with a particular child, instead of allowing that despair and resentment to to build up or that person, tuck them in his, his most sacred heart and say, you're going to have to bring more love into the situation. I'm really struggling. And I think that's what's going to produce this tremendous wildfire of re- revival with not only in our church, but within society. And just... Wednesday, Chuck's sister was going in for a knee replacement. And Chuck said, oh, the surgery's this morning at 9 o'clock. And and I went right to our image of the Sacred Heart and said a prayer. I would not have done that before our enthronement. You know, I might have prayed, but by being in front of that image, I had a connection, a deeper connection because as Mother Angelica said, you know, we need those holy reminders. And, you know, God made us to have them, to help, you know, they help us in our spiritual life. So I I was really grateful for that. You know, one of the other things that I think is important for our listeners, maybe some of you out there have said, well, we did the enthronement, we're honoring Mm -hmm. Jesus. Thanks so much for this program. And, And I think it needs to go a step further, you know, where we share our testimony, just like we heard in the first part of this hour. How can we present this message to others? You know, feel free to email me two paragraphs of how meaningful this was. You can go right to enthronements.com, send us an email. You could drop your testimony off here at St. Gabriel. You could, you know, do a simple little video recording and put it on your Facebook and tag us. What do you do with that as people give you those stories and information how then what happens well um i think one of the things we're doing is we're trying to collect these ideas these testimonies so that they can be shared with others so when you do share a testimony like for anything just sign the way you want it to be signed and um you don't have to use your full name you could just use your name in a city or your name in your township or you know however the lord's calling you but what we're doing is we're we're helping to encourage others who might be afraid or feeling the overall feeling of those who don't enthrone is unworthy. So I think everyone needs to know out there that you are worthy for Jesus to come in your home. 
no situation is too big for our Lord. And um, the other thing is, is like us on Facebook, you know, you share one post, one of our posts, even if it's today is first Friday, you know, the ability to impact the people of your life is tremendous. So recognizing that if your social media, if it's forwarding an email that, you know, we send out these monthly emails, sign up for our, our newsletter, help us get the message out because without partnering, partnering with you, we can't really do what I believe um, Jesus is desiring, and that's to reestablish the reign of love through society. You know, Jesus is the answer in this morning in the readings in Matthew on 9, chapter 9, 9, 13, uh, sentence of it. Those who are well do not need a physician, <laughs> but the sick do. And I was thinking, we all need Jesus, meaning there isn't a family out there that has it perfect. And if you do, you don't need the enthronement. But if you're like us and you're just struggling if on this do, journey. you do, we don't believe it. Yeah. And if you're just struggling or if there are issues in your family, what Jesus is saying is, I am the answer. Open your door and have your home and throne. And then that will bring you back to the sacraments. That will bring you back to my heart in a deeper way that I want to console the families. I want that family to be more kind to each other. I want that family to continue to pray, as Emily said. So this is not just, okay, I've I've heard about it, but we're just too busy. Um, I think we talked about yesterday, Independence Day. Independent and freedom is not free. There's a price to pay. Our faith given to us is not free. It is our Lord wants us to participate. And the biggest way to participate is to bring Jesus into your home. So needed today in this uh, relativism and secularism society we're living in. Don't allow that to remove Jesus from your home. Well, the other thing I I just want to highlight that many people contact us at enthronements.com and say, I'm the only practicing Catholic left in my family. And I think that, you know, that's a moment, that's a very difficult moment and that many of our listeners know, know that reality in their own family. Enthronement is hope for your entire family. Um, you know, I think about these promises my dad was pointing to earlier and that, you know, he, I will give them the graces necessary in their state in life. I will establish peace in their homes. You know, I will comfort them in their afflictions. Jesus is offering us so much more than we can even understand, but we need to take the first step. And, you know, it's also important to know if you are the only Catholic or you're, you know, kind of struggling in your faith life and you're thinking about this, you hold that generational moment for everyone leading, you know, after you. And, and that when promise we cut off, about tepid souls. Yep. And that tepid soul, if you, by, by walking away from our Catholic faith, think of all of the, the people that have brought us to this point, you know? And I think that that's something that getting casual not going to mass, not participating, not passing it on to our children is something that's really serious. We don't talk about that, that casual walking away. We don't realize the impact that will have on for generations to not pass the faith on. And I think that's um, something when we think about Independence Day, we think about freedom. There's others that have gone before us. And his father says, he's he loves that promise. Father Stosh, tepid souls shall become more fervent. He said, this is hope. This is hope for those we love who are lukewarm, who are really struggling. Hope that through the extra graces, that they will become more fervent and come home. Yes, but it's they're going to come home a lot by our witness and our example. Exactly. And that's the hardest thing for many of us that are parents out there is yeah. recognizing that we can't give what we don't have. And if we are feeling overwhelmed by our, if it's our family, our children, our career, and we're really just struggling, you know, we need to go deeper into the heart of Christ and not rely on our own self. And again, call in 614-459-4820 
or enthronements.com. This is a Sacred Heart Hour. Our guest is Emily Jaminette, Director of Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. And Emily, you mentioned the orders. Are there 60 that we're going to have to assemble kits? <laughs> we got 60 now. I back think so. Order. Well, yeah. it's pretty funny when I go Can to Can we the, have snacks while we're doing um, it? You know, we need to bring a fan because it's actually really hot up there. Uh, but one of the things that was kind of neat is taking those packages to the post office. You realize the simple steps of even what this um, apostolate means is that you know, you stand in line. I, I had nine kits last week and I didn't even put them down because it was so awkward. And, you know, it was a it was a witness to what the Lord's doing through sharing this message of enthronement through hope. Now on a national level, we, you know, we don't have missionaries set up like we do here in Columbus, but what we do is we encourage other people to promote the devotion, to share the devotion, and they too can order the kit to walk through those Mm. steps with other families. And I think that just reminds me of the early church that just promoting, sharing the good news of Christ and what he can do in restoring lives. So if you are listening, and uh, first of all, you're in the Diocese of Columbus, where we do have 40 missionary teams, great time to sign up. The missionary teams will contact you, will bring everything you will need to your home. Uh, we come for the first week, which we call the preparation phase, which Emily talked about why it's important to prepare as we prepare for any guest coming in our home. We're preparing to bring Jesus in our home in a special way through the enthronement. And then the following week, we come and just witness your enthronement. And so as we are uh, ending this session, the challenge out there is, number one, just make this a priority. The invitation is sign up today, sign up on enthronements.com. And if you're listening to us with their are not any missionaries, or that's a huge barrier. You don't want anybody to come into your home. Have the self-enthronement kit. Our mission is to... Don't let that stop you. Yeah, don't let anything stop you. Email Emily on enthronements.com. Share what your particular situation is. But Jesus is the answer. So as we're coming to an end, any thoughts, Emily, before we close in prayer? Yeah, my my closing thought is just before I got involved in this and any ministry on a national level, you know, I thought my family was fine. Everything was good. Maybe we'll do the enthronement because we're just in a busy stage or whatnot, you know, and I think you don't know what storms might hit you in the long run. So if you're feeling like everything's good in my life, I, I, I'm fine. This might be your your calm waters, your opportunity <laughs> to prepare true. for what, you know, what what situations come down the road? Because one of the the key things I've learned in ministry is don't wait until tragedy to discover the Lord. Don't wait until heartache to discover the Lord. And many, many Christians regret not integrating faith long before those, those, you know, children go wayward, the marriage struggles. Don't, don't wait. And so put it on your calendar, pick up your phone, send us an email if your circumstance and we'll find the right fit for you. We are real people with passion that we want to promote Christ. Okay, Joanne, any final comment? Just that I have been so inspired by this program and that's it. The more you get involved, the more you plug in, the more renewed you are. And I would just say, if you're feeling that little tug to become a missionary, contact us. And there is a process there, you need to be a practicing Catholic and uh, all that, but don't let it stop. Okay, we're going to close in prayer, and this one's going to come after a home is enthroned, and I think it'll give you the idea of the graces you're going to receive. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Jesus, we love you. We praise you. We accept your loving rule over our hearts and our family. God is enthroned as King forever, and all that the Lord has said we will heed and do. It is our desire to make a covenant of love with you. From now on, we are determined to live your life, a life of virtue and simplicity. It is our desire to keep far from us the spirit of the world, 
which, uh, which you have condemned. You will rule over our hearts by our ardent love for you alone, and we will keep this fire of love ever burning in your heart by frequent participation in the celebration of the Eucharist and regular readings of Scripture. Amen. Amen. 